0: Natural as it used to be normally. Nah, no one can tell. But my voice is absolutely destroyed. So keep praying for me through this message that we can get it done clearly and smoothly. But who believes that God wants to speak to us tonight? Come on, who believes for that? Because my voice is struggling, I'm gonna need you to help back me up and encourage me and get on and you so you can get on the podcast. Yeah? Isn't that right, Nikita? Do you come down and, and support me for at the front, Nikita? Come do it. Come down here. Come here. Come and Sam. Give me some front row um, fire-breathing encouragement. Now, who's got their Bible that the guys handed out before? From, Go to your Bible and go to the Book of Mark. Everyone say Mark, like an American. How does a, a Chinese person say Mark? Mark? I don't know how to do it, but Mark. Go to the Book of Mark and go to chapter 11 and verses 26, 24 to 26. So that's Mark 11, t- verses 22 to 26. Now, now while you're finding that, who wants to hear a bit of a story Noah can be uh, an exact testimony to this story. So me and Noah were at youth last week. Who remembers that? Last week, me and Noah were at youth. Then at pack-down time, so people were, were packing down, all that. And then me and Noah were in the big office, and everyone else had left. So everyone else had left. Me and Noah were still in the office, doing, and we were just tidying up the last few things. So we're putting this here, that there, um, putting, and uh, yeah, I think there was a bit of, sticky tape that was on the concrete and it had a bit of a, a stain so we were just sort of scrubbing that off and stuff and so yeah we're like see ya, Carlos, see ya, Sam, say see ya, Carlos, say see ya, Sam and so we're doing that, those guys are left, me and um, Noah are doing our last little bit of a tidy up and then we always lock that side office because it just needs to be locked because that's what you do, you lock the door and so we, I lock the door and then I'm walking out with Noah and I go into my pocket reaching in to get my keys but my keys wasn't in my pocket. So I'm like, oh, that's okay, it's in my Laura Jane bag. Who knows, a guy shouldn't have a Laura Jane bag. It's not really mine, it's Leanna's, but I had all my stuff in it, so I go into that bag, search for it, hmm, Laura Jane, whatever it is. That, that's the one, Laura Jane, I think that's why, I'd my bag. So I, um, I go to the bag, my keys aren't in the bag. So I'm like, okay, I left my keys in the office, which is awkward because I need my keys to get into the office. When my kids are in the office, so then, I'm like, that's great, so luckily, I had my phone on me, had, had a good phone, got my phone out, dialed up, 1-300-Carlos, and I was like, yo, Ricardo, um, are you in bed yet, or something, and he's like, nah, and he, I'm like, are you able to come back to the church, I've locked my keys in the office, and he's like, this is his answer, oh, I just took my shoes off, <laughs> and so, so, but... Like the champion he is, he comes back to the church to to open the office, and we couldn't find my keys anywhere. We looked high and low, literally. We're looking on on top of the fans. Then I got so desperate. I'm like, Leanna and Carmel, did you for some reason just randomly take my keys home? They're like, no, we didn't. So I'm like, great. So and when I was talking to my mum to talk to the girls, I'm like, mum, she's like, just pray about it. So I'm like, yep, I'm going to do that. So God... Help me find my keys, please. And then also, I was busting to go to the toilet. So while I was releasing my worries onto God, I was releasing other worries as well. And Carlos and Noah found my keys in the office, hidden under stuff that we tidied up. So we tidied up stuff covering my keys. But how good is that? I found my keys. Now, what's the, um, the, the problem with losing my keys is I had, the, I had in grasp the potential to get home. I had it. My car was out the front. That's why I needed my keys. I needed to lock the doors, obviously, but I needed my keys to get to the car to take Noah home and to take myself home. But my car was there. My car wasn't going to move. The car had all the abilities I needed to get home, yeah? But it was missing something small to be able to access my car to get home. People agree with that? And so, um, uh, basically, um, I could see it, touch it, sit on it, kick it, lick it, whatever I want to do in my car, but it, it was with me, but it wasn't with me, and who knows what I'm talking about, we can be near something, but not near it, it was right there, but it was unaccessible, yeah, and so something like keys, so everyone say keys, keys, keys give us access to what's within reach, but doesn't just allow us to see it, and touch it, and know it, it actually allows us to use it, is that cool, and so keys, there's nothing much to do with a key, the key doesn't, isn't, what makes a car drive, like it is, it gets to the drive, but it's the engine in the car that drives, but the key is what allows that to work, and so tonight we're going to be talking about how to unlock prayer, the, the ability to, to unlock prayer in our lives, and so the prayer itself, like, um, is, is like the engine in your car, but you need the key to access that engine to get it moving, is that cool? And so that's what we're going to talk about today, unlocking prayer, so everyone say unlocking prayer, unlocking prayer. Unlocking prayer. And if you've been through our season, you probably know what the answer is, but we're going to go through and find out how to unlock prayer to see, just like me, be able to get into my car and drive it, how to unlock the ability to see prayer work in our lives. Is that cool? So we all found Mark eleven 22. We're all there. Oh, I'm not myself. Mark eleven twenty-two is this. Oh, page 608 on that one, Mariah says, but here we go. This is what it says. Mark 11, 22, 26. Uh, uh. Twenty-two. Then Jesus said to his disciples, "Have faith in God." That's a great statement. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, "May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea," and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, uh, you can pray for anything if you believe that you, and if you believe, you will receive it. How good's that? You can pray for anything, and if you believe that you'll, you, and if you believe that, uh, I'll keep tongue-telling myself, if you believe that you've received it, and it will be yours. But when you are praying, this is it, when you are praying, first, say first. First, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will also will forgive your sins too. So, there we, we'll read that one again. But when you are praying, first, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. I'm going to quickly pray, and we're going to wrap this thing up. God, we just thank you so much that you're going to speak to us tonight, that we're not just here to waste time, to, to just fill in the spiritual box, but we're here because we want to hear your voice. We want to learn how to unlock prayers in our lives so we can have effective prayer, prayer that changes our world, prayer that changes our city prayer that changes our families and our, our, and our future. And God, we just thank you so much that you've put us here together. You've put us in the listening of that podcast so that we can just see your glory on earth. And everyone said, amen, fair dinkum. We agree. So um, if you were at church a few weeks ago, and so no, basically what we saw there, when we don't forgive, when we hold a grudge, hold on to hurts. So basically anything that offends us, it locks us away from the freedom of prayer. That's basically what God is saying there. or Jesus is saying, we've got to be able to forgive people, be unoffendable, in order to see our... so that God then can forgive us so that our prayers will work. That's the key. That's the key. But um, basically, at church a few weeks ago, I preached, and who remembers that message about me first? I was speaking about me first, and so often in Christian circles, we can talk about, oh, we've got to be others, 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 but there's some situations we've we got to put ourselves before others, and that's in some certain things. And so we looked in uh, Matthew 18... Uh, 21 to 35 now we're not going to look at that now but you can write that down for notes if you we'll to look at that later and then in that there was it was the parable of the unforgiving debtor and so his name was owen everyone say owen and was his name owen his name really wasn't owen in the, the passage but it was owen because he was owen millions and so he that's why i like to call him owen that's how i remember because he was owen millions and um and so what basically happens that a disciple comes to jesus says jesus how often should i forgive somebody good question and he goes like seven times, and Jesus like higher. Who knows that? You know when you, uh, you say to someone, I guess how many push-ups I did today, and they're like three. And you're, like higher, higher. And so this guy's like goes to Jesus, how many times should I forgive someone? And Jesus is, like higher, higher. And um, and then and so then the and then he finally goes try seventy times seven. And so he's saying that's how many times we should forgive someone, not just seven times, but seventy times seven. And so, um, and then he tells this story about what the kingdom of heaven is like to be able to relate to forgiving people multiple times, right? And so, um, uh, uh, yeah, so Owen was owed millions. And so, basically, what we looked at is that pe- um, uh, people owed Owen a little bit of money, and he, couldn't, he didn't let them, like, have grace, but then he was on other people millions of dollars and was forgiven for that. And so basically when I was talking about the me first message is that so often we want other people to be nice to us, yet we don't share that same niceness to others. So often we want people to forgive us, yet we don't want to show that same forgiveness to others. So often we want to we get all the chocolates given to us, but we don't want to give chocolates to others. And so we've got to be me first and go, God, we thank you for what you've done for us. We don't take that for granted. And then from that, we'll start doing that to other people. Is that cool? And so um, so often we, we forget the huge things people forgiven us that hurt them, yet we can't forgive others over small matters. And so basically at the core of all what that was talking about, that no one owes us more than the debt of sin Jesus forgave us of. How, come on, somebody. That's worth cheering about. Yay! We've got to celebrate that stuff because Jesus forgave us of our sins that we can, no one ever will owe me the price that I have to go into heaven that Jesus paid for free? Come on. And it didn't cost me. A lot of people will talk about this. I'll say, oh, um, forgiveness is free. Relationship with Jesus is free. No, it's not. It costs Jesus everything. It's free for me, but it cost him everything. But that, that's another preach. But um, so who's called cool for that? We've got to be me first and go, God, we receive your forgiveness, but then we then forgive others, yeah? We other people might, we might offend others, they forgive us, we're going to forgive other people that offend us. But two, say 2 Chronicles 7.14, that's going to come on the screen, I reckon, and this is what it says. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, say humble, humble, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their land. Now who knows our land needs some help? come on, um, who, like it is full of evil, what about all these terrorist attacks that are happening in um, London at the moment, our land is full of evil, you got like that, it's, it's disgusting, it's horrible, it's people living in fear, our world is not good, who would agree with me, it is not ideal, and, and I believe Port Lincoln needs Jesus, yeah, Port Lincoln needs Jesus, Our Peninsula needs Jesus, that's why we got the sign up at Centenary saying, one heart, love Port Lincoln, because we believe that Jesus is the answer to the wickedness. We, um, South Australia needs Jesus. Australia needs Jesus. Our world needs Jesus. Who agrees with that? And we need to, we need to heal our land. That's it. Thank you, Noah. And so um, for us to see Holy Spirit move, we need to humble ourselves. It says that if we humble ourselves and pray, we will see God move in our lives. And so the eyes of humility see the, mis- um, see the mistakes we make. That's what humility does. It goes, you know what, God? We see that we're sinners. We see that we've done wrong, and we go, you know, we're go. we going to humble ourselves and say, God, we're going to have an undefendable spirit. We're going to be um, and, and humble enough to go, you know what, God, we're going to say sorry, and we're going to do that same thing to others. And then from that moment, he will hear from heaven and heal our land. Is that cool? So when we humble, we identify our sin, and we're grateful for those who forgave us, and that, that's what happens. So we're going to be humble, which is being unoffendable in a way that we say, God, help us be forgiven so we can forgive others. James 5.16 says this, it's going to be up on the screen as well. Um, I'm going to read the last part of it. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And so um, the earnest prayer of a righteous person. Can everyone say earnest? Earnest. Now, you may. it's not, who uses earnest in the everyday sentence? I don't. So, oh, you do. I don't really talk about earnest much. But basically the way, I, I see earnest as your truest and uh, real desire. That's what your earnesty is for those truest and real desires in your life. So um, it's that feeling when you, you have your friend who's real cocky and you prove them wrong. That's like your earnest desire. You know that desire you get to go, you know what, I just want to prove how this cocky person is wrong. That desire you have, that's an earnest desire. Another earnest desire is when you're at lunch, before your lunch break, before your recess break, before the home time bell, that desire for that bell to go. Who knows, that's what earnest is. That's like, I can't wait for that bell to go. And it goes and you're like, woohoo. Party time. That's what an earnesty is. Another earnest is, is when, for those who who's got a job, when it's like you're a bit tight and you want that new video game, you want that new movie, you want that new clothes, whatever, and that pay comes in, that's what that earnesty is. Earnesty is that desire to get that money in the bank. Earnesty is when you kick that goal and you're winning, you're like, come on, that, that's what earnesty is. Um, it, it, it's that thing where you, who likes like to see their friends on the weekends, and it's like you, you earnestly ask your parents, Mom, can I please go to my friend's house? And they're like, clean the bathroom. So you're like, <laughs> earnestly clean that thing. That's what earnesty is. And when we earnest, that's what our prayer life has to be. When we earnestly pray, or the righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And if we want to see our friends so much that we're scrubbing that bathroom, we're going to have that same desire when we're praying. God, we believe to see our parents saved. God, we believe to scrub that prayer into earnesty. Come on. Who agrees with that? Hebrews eleven sixteen 16 says this, and, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists. Come on, we've got to believe that God exists. And He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Now, say sincerely and uh, say diligently. Diligently. A lot of other translations replace sincerely with diligently. And so basically, I want to say this. Um, do we seek God Diligently. Do we diligently seek God? And so I want to ask this, how often do you pray? Bump the person next to you, how often do you pray? How often do you pray? And so, for example, you, you might say to me, you might go, Pastor Josh, you don't understand. Uh, um, uh, uh, we don't have the time to pray. We just don't have the time. Well, I've got a busy sh- schedule. I don't have the time to diligently seek God. But I want to tell you this. Do you diligently binge watch full seasons on Netflix? I bet you a lot of people, we can easily bil- uh, uh, diligently do that. A lot of people dil- diligently update your Insta story. A lot of people diligently watch all your friends' Insta stories. A lot of people, a lot of people diligently stream their, like they, when they, you're know, on your Instagram, it t- says um, Pastor Josh is uh, doing a live Insta feed thing. A lot of people diligently, oh, oh, yep, I'm in the action. So, people can diligently do that. People diligently play FIFA or COD or whatever gaming thing and finish it within a night. They, they're diligent. They're full on into it. Um, another one, uh, people who are, who, who loves fitness here? Who loves working off that that nice whatever your belly is? Um, but people diligently, they'll go for runs. They'll go to the gym because they, they'll do leg day because they're diligent in wanting to see the results, yeah? But we got to have that same ability just like, we, we can have that diligence to watch Netflix and that's all you're going to do. But we're going to have a desire go, you know what, God, Netflix does no fu- nothing for my future. I'm going to diligently make time to pursue God, to go into prayer because God will reward those who diligently seek him. When we make that commitment, when we make prayer and connection to God more important than Netflix, then our, our latest game, then whatever craze we're in, he will reward us for those prayers. Who agrees? That's it. And so if we, if we all, and I talked last week at the offering, there was a church that they, like thousands of people, they all gave $1, and it was just like a huge amount of money all altogether. If we were all here put $5 in the offering this week, it would be like, now individually $5 for each person isn't much, but combine that together, that's like would put a huge spike in our offering, massive spike. And I believe it's the same with our prayer. If we all diligently put that diligently prayer life there would be massive results in this youth ministry there'd be massive results in our lives and so we have got to go you know what god we're not we're not, we're tired of just praying where we're not praying we're going to diligently seek god because he will reward us for those prayers last one everyone say last one 1 peter 4 7 the end of the world is coming soon therefore be earnest and disciplined in your prayers brb say brb, BRB. who knows what brb means be right back. Everyone say that, be right back. B-R-B, be right back. And so um, Jesus will, that's pretty much what Jesus says in the Bible. He doesn't say B-R-B, but he he's coming back. Who agrees? Jesus is coming back to take the church into heaven so that we can have eternal life, not in hell. Is that cool? And so the end of the world is coming soon. Jesus will B-R-B, he will be right back. And he, so every time I look at the clouds, I got BRB on my iPad and on my iPhones. So every time I look at it, it's like it's BRB. It's giving me a little bit of a reminder. Thank you, Angus, my cousin. But every time it says in the Bible, He will be coming on the clouds, and so every time I look at the clouds, I'm like, Ooh, BRB. Jesus could be here. But basically, life is short. Who agrees? Life is short. Basically, I had a youth pastor died lightning, 40 years old, gone like that. Lightning hit him, gone. And so for us, our life is so short. And whether whether Jesus comes tomorrow, whether He comes tonight, whether He comes next year. Life is short, and he is coming back. And so what of our prayers? We know life is short. Do we diligently seek? Do we want our dad saved? Do we want our next-door neighbor saved? Because really, hell is right around the corner for some of these people. And so do we really seek God in earnestly and diligently in prayer? God, we know you're coming back soon. We're going to be discipled in our prayer so that we can see everyone that we want saved, that we can see Port can change, that we can see uh, all the, the wrong in our land becoming right. Who wants to see that? I know, I do. And basically, here's one thing here. You get what you go after. And so if we want to see those things change, we get what we go after. So what's your go after? Tell the person next to you, what's your go after? And a wise man once said this. A wise man once said this. I'd rather ask and get a no than not ask and miss a yes. And so I want to encourage you with that. That wise man was Pastor Josh, a.k.a. me. But I'd rather ask and get a no than not ask and miss a yes. And what's your go after? What you get, what you go after. So what are you going after this week? What are you going after for tomorrow? And so next week, we got prayer till midnight. And so I want to encourage us to have a passion. Go, You know what? Next week, we're going to pray. We're going to believe that we're going to see that land healed, that we're going to see things change. Is that cool? Who believes in that? And so to f- finally, to finish on, Leanna has an awesome prayer testimony. She prayed last year, God, give me one person I can disciple. Just give me one person. And that person was Claire and Claire's come in, Leanna diligently seeked it, and it happened, and then, you know what, that now, Claire's mum comes to church, because Leanna bringing Claire in, and so each one of us, who are we going to diligently pray to God for, because Leanna prayed for one, got one, and now we're, we're seeing church infected, and it's time for us to have that same faith, so I encourage you, let's get keen for prayer till midnight next week, because things are going to happen, I'm going to quickly pray to finish off and we are done. God, we just, can we all just close our eyes and just lift their hands up for something weird? But we're just going to do that. God, we just thank you for hearing this, this wisdom. Help us be diligent in our prayers. Give us desire to pray and not waste our time on Instagram, whatever else it could be. Help us humble ourselves. Help us be unoffendable and forgive those that are, are hurting us, so that when we pray we see heaven unleashed on this world that we see your glory your splendor and your awe in everything we do and we just thank you god that we're not going to be owen but we're just going to be forgivers we're going to be unoffendable and that we're going to have just that that key unlocking every prayer we pray and everyone said amen so good so we are done right now here now liana